everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Hello everyone, welcome to The Gathering Radio Show. This is Stephanie, and Heidi is off tonight, and we are on, I forgot to say, we are on the Para-X Radio Network. See, I'm discombobulated because Heidi's not here, <laughs> grounding me. But, and the, um, so we are going to have a conversation all about the supernatural tonight, and I have invited several friends, and I'm calling it the 2 by 2 by 2 Tuesday because we have two guests on from Search for Spirits, and that's Russ Victorian and Mark Marcoli. Hi, you guys. Hello. Hello. And we have two people on from Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota, including Jerry Ayers with The Calling Radio Show, and me, yours truly. Hey, Jerry. Hola. <laughs> and we have on two from Squatters, LaDora Britton. Hi, LaDora. Hello. And me. <laughs> So, uh-huh. you know what? It just is what it is. So, welcome everyone. How are you all? Good. Doing well. Good, good. This will be <laughs> everybody's laughing at me. And that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so the supernatural. And so we're just going to talk about hey, movie, movies on. This is fun. And Joe and all of our favorite people are on the chat room. Um so, guys, what's shaking? Who wants to go first? Well, I think LaDora started out with a very interesting story shortly she, before yeah. the show started. <laughs> yeah, she uh, did. Uh, so, we, Squatchers was up in uh, Virginia, Minnesota to do a Squatch chat. And before we decided to do that, we went out to Lakeview Cemetery in Buell, which is one of the most haunted cemeteries in Minnesota. And we had some really great hits out there. And um, Stephanie can attest. Uh, We definitely made contact with Intelligent Spirit. Uh, Josie, who is another squatcher, had a ghost box. Mm-hmm. So we went out there and it was freezing, but, yeah, and it was no really deep. Yeah. It covered a lot of the uh, headstones, mm-hmm. but uh, we, we got to interact with spirit out there. I will say one of the first things that we did was Stephanie climbed in to kind <laughs> of a dilapidated building that had held the cistern. Mm-hmm. And uh, thought she heard some birds, and uh, the ghost box came back and said, "No, that was me." Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was and I had forgot cool. all about that, Ladora. Tell you were talking about that before the show, so that was fine. Yeah, Glad you remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was really, really cool. And yeah. then we walked over, and there's a pauper's uh, graves where they buried a bunch of people that didn't have headstones or anything a lot of the the poor mm-hmm. and uh, Stephanie was over there just really kind of concentrating and looking out over the field and uh, she had some things grabbing at her legs and touching her legs 
and nice. the ghost box popped up saying um uh too not old, something to the fact of not old enough and too healthy yes we yes. were talking about yeah. possible reapers being out there yeah. well josie told us that right josie told us that there had been a lot of conjuring and kind of things like that going on in that cemetery you know and there was like satanic um rituals that had happened before in prior years jerry's wagging his head yes um i know nothing about that cemetery i had only heard about it through the grapevine right and i don't usually go to cemeteries for investigations but we we all have heard of that and wow active it was so i'll let you finish your story sorry well, do you want to explain maybe what reapers are? Well, oh boy, I don't, maybe someone else can explain better than me. Russ, how about you? Well, I mean, I'm assuming you're just talking about some type of supernatural creature of sort. Yeah. I don't know what people might use slightly different definitions to it, but you're saying reaper versus creeper, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, like Correct. Reaper, you know, like the Grim Reaper, they take take the life out of somebody, you know, and take right, them to right. the other side. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's what Josie had gotten. And then so we started kind of walking the whole perimeter of the cemetery. Um, we got to an area that was for service members. And for some reason... I thought, I don't know why I thought this. I thought it was maybe where the bar- the babies were buried. There was a bunch of very small white crosses. But then I looked and I'm like, oh, you know, there's a flag there. And then all of a sudden the ghost box pops up and says service. And I'm like, oh, service members. That's that's who's here. And, um, and that was a weird too- feeling in there. I know you didn't walk back in there, but Josie and I did. And it was mm-hmm. a different it was a different feeling than a lot of the cemetery. So yeah, it was, it's a, we're going back. We'll be back. Yes. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the ghost box just pops up and goes 1040. And then we all look at our phones and it's 1040. 1040. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it was, they were definitely talking, they were talking to us for sure. Um, yeah. Very intelligent. Mm-hmm. They actually yeah. told us to have a nice day afterwards. They did. They did. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, it was very cool. Jerry, what are your thoughts about Greepers? I am just bubbling over with excitement tonight, so I'm sorry. I can't even talk. But, yeah, so you <laughs> answered that question. Right. Oh, yeah, about Reapers and stuff. I, you know, I kind of do believe in it. Um, actually, my family has designated me the grim reaper of our family because uh, my everybody's got a role for my father who's 95 and uh, nobody wanted to take the uh, the role of the person that says no don't don't try to keep him alive let him go and he looked at me and he said you know of all my kids you're the one I know that will tell the doctors don't save him, let him go. And I, th- I thought at first, you know, I thought, geez, I was the good kid in the family, you know, my <laughs> brother and sister were the nasty ones, you know. But uh, he said, I just know you're the one that's strong enough to do it because I don't want to suffer anymore. I don't want to be put on a ventilator or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm the Grim Reaper over there. But I mean, you know, um, you know stories that I've heard from different places. Um, even like at, uh, uh, I'm looking up Buell right now. Um, and there's, there's a lot of stuff up there about a gatekeeper that they call it. I think some people had switched it over to the Grim Reaper or the Reaper. Um, but it's, there's a gatekeeper that from way back and gosh, it was like, um, 1920s or something like that there was a person that used to take care of the place and he would open the gates and close them and he wouldn't allow anybody in there unless they were family only but uh could that be it that could be you know it could be somebody that's watching out to make sure because i mean there has been 
a lot of uh, things going on there, such as satanic, um, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I when it comes to cemeteries, have I had things happen? Like Dor- Ladora, when you were talking about the um, uh, the pauper pauper. Uh, part of it you know where the the poor were buried in uh, black duck there's one there my grandfather and grandmother and all my uh, father's half siblings are buried up in there in a pauper's grave and uh, we had some things happen up there just visiting you know I was just kind of you know kind of going over the history of what my dad said, like one of um, his uh, half-brothers, whose name was Tyler, he died at a very long, young age. And my dad said he's just a regular, well, we'll say poophead. But dad <laughs> used worse language than that, you know. And I had mentioned that. And it was so odd because all of a sudden a branch came from a tree and hit me. There was no tree next to where he's at, but where did the tree, the branch come from? You know, I mean, just odd things, you know, could it have been real? Could it have been the wind? I remember sitting back and looking at it and thinking, you know, there's not that much of wind, you know, to do that. Um, I brought roses for grandma, but nothing for grandpa, because I heard he was just a real mean person. So I didn't uh, I didn't want to bring him anything, but um, we just we just had a lot of kind of things going on. That's when uh, Nicole and I uh, mm-hmm. went there and everything. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. You know, the Buell the cemetery in Buell. I that's probably the only spot I would ever want to go back or go to, and just to kind of check it out, especially after seeing uh, you ladies when. You had um, well, we were live, live. and then somehow yeah. I deleted the video, and I'm not really sure how I did it, but you know, sometimes these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know I told Ladora that it's Ladora, I think I just deleted that video, and she's like, What? I'm like, Get what used do? to it, Ladora, it'll happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to just have kidding. two videographers. <laughs> there you go. I think so. I well, it's never happened to me before, so I'm not really sure what happened that day. But I guess that video wasn't supposed to be out there. You know what I mean? That's what I think. So maybe another message from the Buell Cemetery. You know, Mark, what do you think about Reapers? Well, you know, it seems odd that they'd be hanging out at a cemetery. Everybody's dead. I mean, what what would the purpose be? Maybe they're just trying to get new business. Who knows? But it just, it doesn't seem, you know, the gatekeeper thing, maybe, I don't know, but. Well, you know, down, here's what I think down in, um, down at the baby cemetery in Walcott, you know, there's the keeper there, right? I know you guys haven't seen him yet, but boy, I saw him. He was standing right next to me playing as the day, you know, with the blue shirt and the dark hair and a guy and then he was gone, you know, and other people have seen him too. I think you saw him that time, Jerry, didn't you? That was yep, when we had the big investigation. Yeah. Several years yep. ago. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. And was he a caretaker of the cemetery or was he the gatekeeper? Maybe. I don't know. Pretty cool well, though. But they claim he was an employee of um oh of um the the uh the asylum, uh, according to Jeff Jarvis, who told mm-hmm. us that's what they wore. So Maybe, maybe he's just caretaking over them all. Yeah. Well, and you know, research. Yeah, and up at Buell, Ladora, didn't they say that there was a? uh, Didn't Josie say there was a uh, an old tuberculosis sanatorium near there too? And yeah, I know. We know how how crazy active those spaces are, whether or not the building still stands. So exactly. And a lot of the patients were buried in unmarked graves near and around this Buell Cemetery as well. So I'm... it'd be nice to find an old map that might have that, uh, you know, in it so that we can kind of pinpoint a location and maybe kind of go over there. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't even think about getting there because there was just so much snow up there. And she said the road that would take you there was, you know, we couldn't get in there. We couldn't get back there. So yeah. Couldn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll get up there soon. 
before all the bugs, you know, <laughs> and then we can get back there. But so, um, I, I was going to say, I have a question. What does everybody think of reapers? Are they a lower entity? Because when I think of the grim reaper, it's kind of a negative connotation with it where you have Archangel Azrael as well that is supposed to take your soul over. Mm. What is, can, does anybody have an opinion on that? I just kind of came up. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know, to be honest, Ladora. I haven't thought much about them, you know, so I don't know a lot about them. You know, that was kind of the first I've heard about it other than, you know, like literature. And yeah, stuff. me too. Yeah, I think we've only had one real direct case. I mean, we've had the cases with the seven, eight foot tall shadow people. But I think the Grim Reaper is definitely a different situation. And yes. we were in Minneapolis at a group home, Mark and I, years ago. And that was the number one uh, thing that they commented on. The people from the group home were seeing uh, a Grim Reaper figure standing in the front doorway of this group home. And uh, unfortunately, we went down there to investigate the case. We got down there. We were only allowed in one small apartment and the dining room, and we couldn't touch the rest of the, because it was a group home, obviously, but there wasn't a lot we could do other than provide this, uh, one of the fellows, the one who called us in, provide him with a few tools of protection, and that's all we could really do for him, so we didn't really get a lot of solution out of that case that time. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, interesting stuff, you know? Yes. Talk so about I've, got a, I've got a cemetery story. Yeah. Since Shoot. that's how we started. Um, we were, Russ and I were in a cemetery um, south of where we're at. We're in St. Cloud. And I don't know. We've gone there a couple of times. But, you know, we saw apparitions there. Um, we got some good EVPs. Um, you know, it, it was a good, it was a decent cemetery, a lot of activity. And we are just kind of wrapping it up and, Russ and I were kind of figuring what we wanted to do, you know, for the last 20, 30 minutes or whatever. And as I was standing there, I felt something like grab my hand, hold my hand. And I looked oh. down and this, it was about four foot and it was like a white wispy thing and it went gliding away from me. So I had a spirit in the cemetery hold my hand. It was kind of cool. Wow. Oh, that is really cool. That is really cool. I love so, it. Yeah, uh, that one was pretty active. We had coyotes roaming around and howling. It was, oh, and uh, probably drunks and high schoolers. <laughs> or drunk oh, high yeah, school. if you're close to town, for sure. Yeah, you know, come in, I know we frightened a few of them. But. Yeah, that has a tendency to happen on a weekend night at a cemetery. It's not uncommon. All of a sudden, you get a pickup load full of youth yep. up and hooting and hollering. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah we haven't done Jerry we have Sim hasn't done any cemeteries have we other than the baby cemetery down at Walkhide well I we did think... get that one over by gross uh, golf course oh yeah that we... was at the very beginning <laughs> yeah we clipped this picture Sam. that looked yeah. just like a little girl standing there in a dress and we were so green at that time <laughs> we all really thought it was until someone said that is the monument on the yeah. other side. And it was like, oh, we really thought it was it. Oh, my but God. Honestly, though, this was like 13 years ago, right? This was when we first started out. And, oh, gosh, but we were so excited. We all came to the house, and we were all going over everything, you know. And that was in the early days, and it was just the six of us. And, um, yeah, we had fun. It was fun. But we did have that, Jerry, remember that cemetery down in, um, um, I'm, it's down by Lake City. I can't remember what the name of it is. Oh, yes. Um, Frontenac, Frontenac. Frontenac, old Frontenac. Yeah, yeah. that place That's was great. amazing, you yeah. guys. I mean, there, if anything, I mean, if you'd even just, you know, like, because I don't like to, to hunt them, I guess, but just mm -hmm. to take photos and everything yes. of the the old crypt type um, mm -hmm. above ground uh, 
caskets and and stuff like that. It is really something to check out. It's yeah. quite amazing. It's cool. But in yeah. the summertime, um, you don't go too late at night because you'll hear the mosquitoes hunting you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But there's like a million old, super old houses there. Um, I'm pretty sure most of them are active. Can I just say? But it's kind of a, a little cool community it's kind of like a small town on the river there but Mm -hmm. yeah so cool cemetery stuff that's fun um so mark and russ what has your team been up to the last few months anything exciting well i think we had like three last week and it was just a busy week we had a well one investigation was at uh, a preliminary investigation at the hotel where we give the tours at the Thayer in mm-hmm. Annandale. And and because we're not there for a long period of time, we always do kind of a pre-investigation, just like we did with you guys, you know, down a ferryboat, you know, just to yeah. kind of get our grips on what the current supernatural status is. And so we did that one. We had a job down in Egan. Uh, a cleansing and a healing down there. And then what was the other one we did? I was trying to remember that one. That's what was, oh, oh, we were all the way up north of Duluth. Oh, yeah, in Silver Bay. Silver Bay. Um, probably, I think, the same weekend you guys were up north. We were up in Silver Bay uh, on a case up there. And uh, that, that... And we all heard um, voices. And every, you know, everybody in the house. Except for one. Except for one, she was, was, she was bummed. But, yeah. yeah, but it just—we were just the voices in recent weeks, even I would say, and and all these cases have become so much stronger. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, like you, the evidence was very strong for you guys mm-hmm. at the cemetery, and right now we are experiencing that same exact situation where, you know, we're going to these cases and they are very vocal amazingly vocal like i say just a non-stop 10 minutes of chatter that most all of us just heard plain as day that's cool do you think it has something to do with the equinox and and you know pretty soon it'll be beltane so the veil is getting thinner i know we talked a lot last week on the show about the equinox and the crazy energy that's happening and we're not sleeping and keeping us up at night and there's just so much going on right now, you know, and there's just so much strife everywhere, you know, and I just think that, wow, it affects the spirits as well. I absolutely think so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too. Me too. All the craziness in the world and stuff, you know, maybe some of them are trying to help us uh, get our world right again. Yeah, I think so. And you know, what's interesting when you, I think Russ, you mentioned something about shadow figures. And today when I was walking to my car in our parking, so I park in the parking lot, the building, it's not really a lot, right? It's a ramp, it's underneath the building. So I, you know, it's down two stories or whatever. I saw a shadow figure just right on by and I'm like, oh, so they're here too. So now I'm going to have to keep my eyeballs open down there too, you know, and see what's going on. But yeah, I mean, just kinds of all crazy stuff is happening everywhere you know Mm -hmm. and i think it's affecting all of us i know ladura we've talked about this for sure you know yeah i've been experiencing a lot of uh out of my peripheral vision um in my house this is um my house is where my brother passed away and i know he is with me i feel him strongly many many times and uh been having a lot of dreams about him and stuff and I could tell you a really cool thing. Um, I had to bring my dad to dementia care um, a week ago, Wednesday, and I was talking in my head. This is just a confirmation of everything that I believe is true. And as I'm driving with my dad, I said, hey, bro, I was saying this in my head. I said, I need to know that you're here with us. I said, show me a big deer. Not even two seconds later, my dad goes, look at that big deer standing in the wood line 
And, you know, it just confirms that the spirit hears you. Mm-hmm. They interact with you. You just have to be open to, to hear them and feel them and, you know, interact. Yes. Oh, I agree. And I, I think agree. that's the case for every element of the supernatural, whether you're talking about Sasquatch, alien, mm-hmm. spirits, all the way up mm-hmm. and down the line, you yeah. have the opportunity to open that communication. Open. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You can open it and be open to it. And and if you are, it's gonna come to you. It's look in most cases, no matter which one of these it is, they're essentially, you know, looking for some type of audience to pass mm-hmm. on some type of message or word or something. Yep. Absolutely. I think so too. Jerry, you're pretty quiet. What are you thinking about all this? Well, um, I think it's it's really interesting. And and I know Ladora's dad. I got to meet him. One of the nicest guys I have ever met in my entire life. He was so welcoming the day um, that uh, Ladora and I went up there, got to meet. Uh, her mom was just a beautiful woman, beautiful. But her father was so funny because they were going to make lunch. Now, usually if someone makes lunch and stuff, it's something small. Peanut butter and jelly at my house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steaks. He was cooking us up steaks. It was like, I still remember the flavor of that steak, man. It was great. (laughs) So your dad is just such a sweet, sweet man. It's, it's, you know, he always will be, you know. Thank you, Jerry. And I know where you get it from, too. Oh, thank you. We should um, tell him, you know, what we actually went up there so my dad was diagnosed with dementia but previous to that jerry and i really felt like there was some um spirit activity possibly trickster um messing with my dad i think i I opened my dad up to uh the spirit world and uh he was he was really seeing a lot of things um and having a lot of things happen. I've had a few things happen up there myself when I've stayed at their house. But um, Jerry was absolutely wonderful, did a amazing job doing a healing on my dad. And then we went outside and did the property. And um, it was just really beautiful. You had that, uh, was it a bluebird tail? Yep. Yep, I yep. still got it. I still got one. Yeah, you're, yep. it was weird because... Um, you you were even saying too that he was hearing some some buzzing some vibrations some voices and stuff and uh it it wasn't mass hysteria it was real you know yeah. there was things going on up there and um yeah it's you know hopefully you know i mean i just i just hope it didn't drag him down you know what i mean to weaken him yeah. at that point but he's a strong man He's a strong man. He, uh, you know, he spoke his mind and he meant what he said. And he was always so, or he still is, you know, in my book. I mean, there's not was, but, you know, still is just such a nice man, such a nice man. And I I don't mean to change, I don't mean to change the subject, but I did some research on Buell. Oh, (laughs) we were all sitting here talking. I love it. Yeah, the joint investigation, you guys. I'm just saying, we can all go up to Buell and do the and do the cemetery. Well, it's not just the cemetery, Steph. Not too far away was the Shaw Hospital. Yeah, that was the tuberculosis sanatorium. Yeah, no, it was just a hospital. It had tuberculosis people in there. Only about thirty beds, but most of those were taking taken and moved down to Aguaching. Uh, down in, uh, or wait a minute, Steph, how do you say it? Aguating. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> funny story, you guys. Steph, um, we went up to uh, Cass Lake, met with uh, a native paranormal team, and uh, we uh, we were talking about Aguating, and Steph said, no, it's pronounced <laughs> Agawaching. And they all looked you know, at her, and on, they no, looked I'm, at me, I'm and they're I'm like, mean, who invited the white woman? 
<laughs> because they loved Steph- me just the same, whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, they got a big <laughs> kick out of you. They loved you, all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You always have to tell that story, don't you? I love that story. <laughs> That's oh beautiful God. country up there, too. That Cass Lake area is really nice. It really is. And there's one place I've always wanted to stay at and investigate it. It's called the Whispering Pines. Oh, gosh. Have you seen it? An old little motel outside it's of, of nasty. Cass it, Lake. It, it makes, um, uh, oh, the Bates Motel look like the Taj. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there's people, I think yeah. there's people who actually live there. And, I know and there's like, people that do stay there, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh I would just God. like to, you know, get a, a cabin or, you know, not a cabin, but a, a room, set a voice recorder and leave <laughs> and come back the next day to get it, you know, but to kind of like fumigate it afterwards. Crazy talk. It's, it's Crazy a nasty talk place. Sure. Yep. You know what? 30 minutes has already gone by, you guys. This hour is going to go by really fast, but we need to go to commercial break. So stay t- stay with us. This is the Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. In order for the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock for Dark Sun Rising on the Para-X Radio Network. Heidi, have you listened to The Calling lately? Why, yes, Steph, I have. It's really good. Have you? Absolutely. It's what I would say is a wild and wooly affair. So does that mean it's a wild and wooly Wednesday show? (laughs) Well, I definitely think that that's true. So you know we listen, since The Calling is the sibling show to our show, The Gathering. Listen to The Calling Radio Show with Jerry and Kimberly Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, this is Marla Brooks from Stir in the Cauldron. Thursdays are a great night on the Para-X Radio Network. On the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m., it's Tango and Friends, hosted by Bruce Tango. And on the alternate Thursdays at 8 p.m., tune in to Stirring the Cauldron, the archive podcast. Every week at 9 p.m. Eastern, join me on Stirring the Cauldron Live. And then at 10 p.m., stick around for New Aeon Now with Lily Alley, Davron Michaels, and Christine Matza. Finally, to round out the night, join Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz on the Paranormal Encounters podcast. All this, every Thursday, right here on Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Uh, Heidi is off tonight, and it's me, Stephanie, and I am joined by four fabulous guests. But let's get a little a little administration stuff done first. Um, tomorrow night, I want to encourage everyone to listen to the Calling Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. They're our sibling show and the show that got us started. And Jerry is the host. And gee, Jerry, tell us what who's going to be on your show tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is going to be the doll healer herself, um, uh, Rini Rodriguez from Illinois. Uh, she's got a huge collection of dolls, and uh, she's got even a couple that she doesn't want to do anything more with. So uh, like it's going to be an amazing Ugh. show, and we're going to talk about that true crime. And this is the one where everybody's going to hate it, but is there really para-unity out there? Well, you know, there... You can I mean, say yes and you can going. say no. No. Correct, yep, to some people, but there are some yeah. that it's not there. So, yeah. you know, and I, I'm not looking at you, Russ, and, and you... Um, <laughs> Russ, or Russ with a C and we Mark. have a fabulous para unity going on. You know, yes, the Minnesota para connection. We're awesome. So, <laughs> but yeah, I some of the other states like we've had issues with some of the teams from Wisconsin 
when we've been at the Humbird, for example, you know, so yep. I don't yeah, know. But it's, yeah, stuff. it's just, but, it's interesting state by state. Yeah. turns a little different. They're territorial. They're kind of territorial. Oh, my God. Yeah. Missouri but, is one of the worst. Yeah. Illinois is not too bad, but well, can be bad. So tune in tomorrow to listen. We're not going to talk about it all tonight, Miss Mister. <laughs> you got to tune in to the call <laughs> <in> tomorrow night. <laughs> um, and I just want to tell everyone, because we do talk about Toki, Tokatai a lot on this show, and there's a big announcement happening on Thursday from the Miami Seaquarium, and um, it's huge from what I understand. So I'm really excited. So stay tuned for that. And I know we've had Howard Garrett on the show a few times talking about the dams and how they need to be breached because they're they're not necessary on that Snake River and they're preventing the salmon from entering the sea. And to be honest, the southern resident community of orcas are in peril because they don't have enough to eat. So there's a big meeting happening on Friday with the Biden administration and the Biden administration is for this. So we just need all kinds of people to show up and tune in. And I will put the link on the gathering uh, Facebook page. So if you're interested, sign up for it, just tune in for even a short amount of time will help because we need those dams to come down. Anyway, that is my admin stuff. So let's get back. Um, so Ladora, let's let's start the conversation about cryptids. And you're new to Squatchers. You've been well, not really new anymore, but you're the newest member and you started about a year ago. I kind of twisted your arm and said, Come on, you gotta come out in the woods with us. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what you think about like, for example, Sasquatch seems to be the one we look for the most often, correct? Because he's just around. So what do you think about what you've seen? Um, I'm completely enjoying it. Just being in the woods alone, but the energy of the woods is just so different. There's so many different cryptids, spirits, elements that are out there. Um, and you know, I've, I've had a lot of paranormal experiences, Mm -hmm. but being in the woods is just something totally different. Um, the energy, um, looking for the clues, the stick structures, the the way the elements respond to you when you do uh, different rituals, um, you know, looking in the mud, learning different, uh, you know, animal tra- uh, tracks or um, it's been really great so far. I love it. The mosquitoes love me. I don't really like them. <laughs> um, but like it's, 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 it's amazing. The energy is so different. Um, so most every time that we've gone out, Steffi has a beautiful drum that was made by Jerry. And let me tell you, when we start playing the drum, it stirs up the the nature spirits out there um if it's a quiet day there's no breezes going all of a sudden we start playing the drum and the breezes kick up or if it's breezy out there and we start playing the drum it'll quiet down and it's not a coincidence it is it it, it is an, a direct communication i feel like from the the energy in the forest um it 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 it's just been a really great experience so far, and since I'm the newbie, I'm still learning, but uh, definitely loving it. Well, we're all still learning, right? And we can, yes. you know, we just learn as we go. But yes. and this is what I think. And do you do you think Sasquatch is a physical being or um, an interdimensional being? Um, I definitely think he's interdimensional, but I I, I feel like when when Sasquatch is out in the woods, that he can be physical. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, we're seeing Sasquatch as a spirit. I really feel like they are interdimensional, but they're physical when they're on earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think so too. Mark and and Russ, what do you think about that? Because you guys do a lot of of, uh, Bigfoot research too. 
We do. I, I agree with that. You know, they kind of can pop in and out and they'll take a physical form. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, we've had them around and we had one on the other side of a tree we we're at and it ran off, but we, we couldn't see it. I know it was starting to get dark, but you could hear it. It sounded like something super heavy, just running like 500 pounds, just running through the. And we're talking like 40 feet, 30, 40 feet in front of us. I mean, there's no way we would have. It was on the other side of the tree for me. Yeah. Like, it could have reached around. And ran right past in front of me. Yeah. We would have seen it. it was, yeah, it was huge. And then it circled us while we were out walking down the trail. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We've had that experience, too, and it's it's scary. And I'm, and I'm not ashamed to admit that it is scary to be out in the middle of the night in the dark, and you know they're hanging around. And, you know, I don't think they're going to hurt us, but it's nerve-wracking. Nerve you know, and I think I think something that a lot of people don't take into account. This is something that's in the back of my mind, but I think there's a lot of mimicking type spirits and creatures out there that mm -hmm. might mimic similar things. Because we had a case where all of the evidence pointed at it being perhaps a Sasquatch, Bigfoot, and we cased that area for hours and there was one set of tracks that went through right the area where the sounds and the knocks and the screaming all came from you could follow the tracks they weren't bigfoot tracks the tracks were no bigger than probably about four inches long it looked like a child child's footprints but yet with long gates but they were very tiny little tracks we've that had was, but we've seen those too yeah yeah and I wouldn't even, like I say, they were so small and they, they ran with such peculiarity. And I even had a wildlife uh, fellow look at it and he couldn't identify what they were, what type of track that was based on the pictures we had. It couldn't have been nothing like a, a possum or a raccoon or anything like that or an otter? Well, the strides were about a good 38 to 40 inches apart from each other. Well, so, that was a it, big raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it looked like a child's footstep. It looked like a shoe almost. Not mm -hmm. quite, but it was more like that than like a paw print. But a lot of your other native species, they're not going to be doing wood knocks. And no. these wood knocks weren't like something we heard. These wood knocks were like within 40 feet, mm -hmm. right in our face, you know? And you got wood knocks and screaming, ah! you know, just right in mm -hmm. your face. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't Bigfoot. It certainly wasn't based on that track. So is it an imitation of some of these other? What's that other uh, Northwoods uh, native uh, well, there's a little, creature? The, little people and then there's... The little thing. people, that's what I was going to say. what I was trying to think I mean, of. I have see, listen, I have seen little people. I have experienced little people. Oh, and here's, here's the thing is you can't... What I experienced was I was way up in the last 40. Everybody knows where the last 40 is. And I kept, we all kept feeling something. And I kept staring because down in the, down in the valley there, there was something going on. It wasn't a valley. It was more of a ravine. Um, and I kept staring. And suddenly I would see something go back and forth behind a tree. And I could see like a shimmery outline. And that's all I could see, you know? And I, and I remember asking, um, Chief Brian, who's the chief with the Sioux, um, with the Dakota, I told him about it because we had a conversation about Bigfoot. He, he's been on the show, too. And we've talked a lot. And I said, this is what I saw. And he asked how big. I mean, he asked like a million questions, you know, and I answered them all. And he said, Steph, it was a little person. And next time you see something like that, look through your peripheral vision. Do not try to see it head on because you'll see it and that goes the same with bigfoot if you think there's a bigfoot around don't look at it just look out of the corner of your eye okay that's that's all good and sad but my gosh when you get so excited and you want to see it it's pretty hard to just be cool and just kind of look through the corners of your eyes right i mean mm -hmm. it's harder the harder to do i think than anything but yeah, I would I would imagine that could be what, you know, left those prints because they're only about an, a foot and a half to two feet high, you know, the one I saw anyway, you know. So, I don't know. We have found prints like that, too, before, and I, 
I didn't think of that, but you're right. Steph, can I ask you a question? You yeah. say that tree knocks are for Squatch's uh, communication, mm-hmm. not that's for what, you. That's what they think. This is this okay. is what many researchers say that they there's usually more than one out there is what they're thinking. And I mean, you know, Russ and Mark, we've all had this where we feel like we're there's more than one. There's a couple, you know. And they think that they knock, you know, Carter Bouchard, who's a BFRO guy, and he has three books out. He used to be Squatchers. Um, he used to be our, our the guy that taught us so many things. And he, I can't think of the word, mentor. And he feels like he, he's had several experiences where he's been out researching at night, and there have been maybe four people there. And then they hear they hear knocking, and it's four like telling them that there's four humans. And then if one of them gets up and walks away, then they'll hear three knocks. So it's like conversation between them saying how many of us there are there. I I mean, I think it's fascinating. And who knows? We've never had a chance to chat with them, to ask them these things. But (laughs) this is what we think, you know, and I think that is really cool, actually. You know, you know, I believe in Bigfoot. I've seen Bigfoot, but I any of the stories, not not you guys. I know you guys. Um, uh, well, the Squatchers and the uh, oh, the Search for Spirit guys. I can't. Remember. <laughs> I couldn't think Search of your Sasquatch names. Sasquatch guys. Yeah. Our sub team. Our sub team is called Search for Sasquatch. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I um, when it comes to the uh, some of these stories that some of these so-called brilliant people that are out there, the big names and stuff, you know, it, it, it's kind of laughable, you know, and of some of the things that they, they tell, nobody really knows exactly what left those trees all bent together. Nobody knows. Nobody's seen. Um, And some people claim, yes, I seen it. I have video of it. Where is it? Yeah, where is I just don't want to show it. That's because you don't have anything, you know. I mean, if you're going to bust out and and get, be able to get grants for your research and everything else, then you've got to show proof that something is definitely there. You know, where are you going, Mark? I don't know. Well, I, I was think, thinking if there's grant money out there, we should get it. Yeah, but yes. that's. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, we don't get any grants. You know, it's all in our own pocket. It is possible, but it has to be proven that some of this stuff, like that guy that claimed he has DNA and he claims he's got scat and he picked up urine from Bigfoot. I'm sure urine, Bigfoot looked at him and said, hey, yo, buddy, tree's available, (laughs) and then walked away. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's laughable. And I know you guys aren't going to like this when I say, you know, first off, I'm going to ask you, what do you guys think of remote viewing? That's impossible. It's impossible. I'm sorry. I, there is no, nothing that can prove that anything can be looked at remote view because Whatever you're looking at, even if it is, um, you know, it's a, a GPS view or something like that, those were done years ago. So, I mean, you know, you take a look at one in the wintertime uh, just for street view. And that was last summer, maybe two years but, ago. But I, think, but I think it's remote viewing as and you are going to a remote place yourself. You're meditating. You're going there yourself. And I think you can probably do that for places and things. I don't think you can do that for an interdimensional creature or even spirits. What do you guys I don't say? Think... Go ahead, guys. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> we just go out on the ground and, and hunt them for fun. Right, me too. There you go. Me too. I tell you, one thing's for absolute certain. I've never been on a case, and we've been on quite a few cases like you guys have of uh, Sasquatch Bigfoot sightings or something's going on in the woods that can't explain. Every single case we've been on has turned into a partial paranormal case yeah. where we are communicating with spirits that are there in that same exact environment. There's yeah. a connection there. I don't have the puzzle piece, 
but it's an absolute connection without doubt in my mind. Well, and another thing, and you guys can, uh, you know, back this up if you've experienced too, but one thing we notice a lot is the coyotes and the wolves are really active um, around that time. You know, it's like they're all excited. And, you know, so we run into a lot of, a lot of coyotes, especially, and then some wolves. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, and that's lots. that's happening around there's, here too. Well, Local parks, they're going nuts. They're everywhere, but they do say, but they do say some researchers say that Bigfoot and coyotes go hand in hand. So when we're out in the right. field, and I get actually excited when I when I hear coyotes because I'm like, oh, Bigfoot's not far behind. You know, this is uh, awesome. Yeah. You know, and I have heard audio of like coyotes and then there's what is thought of as bigfoot you know a researcher friend of mine up north has it and i've listened to the whole thing and it's quite amazing you know thought of thought of though and i think such a skeptic yeah i I think the spirits are right in on that it's a triple connection i think the spirits and the coyotes and the sasquatch and the other creatures are all in this venture together and because uh, like I say, I've been out there and I've heard coyotes up in the Northwoods and and I maybe give them a little call back to instigate a little bit just for a little back and forth chatter. And the next thing you know, I'm not hearing a coyote anymore. I'm hearing what sounds like kids laughing. And I'm like, you know, one thing you got to watch out for, Russ, what if it's mating season? And by you giving that stuff out, they're thinking, you know, right. There's a one right over there. (laughs) I don't think he has any estrogen going on there. You know what I mean? That is one thing that I worry about, you know, for us girls out there, you know, because there are native stories about native women that have gone missing. And then they come back two or three years later with very hairy babies, you know, like Sasquatch babies. So true or not. I don't know, but I don't want to find out, you know, and I don't want you ladies to either on the team, you know. (laughs) You know, I was thinking, too, as we're all talking about this between, you know, Sasquatching and paranormal, you know, we just need to keep connecting the dots. And the more dots we connect that are coincidences, coincidences with different teams, different so-called experts you know we're finally gonna have some facts when can we when can we make those facts instead of just theories well and we're all learning right you know every every time we go out we learn something new and when we collaborate like we all do that's when we learn the most you know and Mm -hmm. we understand that you guys have had the same experience that we've had and oh my gosh what does it mean well how do we know what it means you know what i mean but it's fascinating stuff. And, and Russ, I know you've talked about all the paranormal in the woods too. And we find it all the time. I mean, we find portals, we find, you know, spirits. I mean, I saw a full, uh, up near, up in the Chippewa forest. One time I saw a full bodied apparition of a, uh, a native American, like from a century or two ago, I mean, swathed in, in buckskins and he was like, just went, went like this, like, welcome, whatever. It was, it was kind of like, well, I wasn't afraid of him, but, but I'm like, oh my God, what is this? Like, he's welcoming us to the forest. You know, it was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we were always running into the paranormal. And I know you, Russ, you have said that also. Yeah. They're very protective. Actually, they're very protective of the Sasquatch in mm-hmm. their areas. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I, I was sitting and it was during one of our experiences we had, and I was only 100 feet away, and I was having a spirit tell me, and it was so clear in my mind. He's like, we need to find ways to protect them. We need to block these roads. And he's showing me images of, like, houses burning, uh, the road getting dug up, this, that. And I said, well, I ain't certainly lighting nobody's house on fire for you. I said, hey, I end up in the jailhouse. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they... They are, to them, they want to, you know, some of them anyway, I can't say for all souls out there roaming the woods, but there's some of them that definitely want to protect that range where that family unit of Sasquatch is hanging out. Yeah. You know, and what's, really sad, what's really sad is that all those areas that used to be, you know, um, virgin territory 
for any truck or anything like that is all being taken away. And soon we'll just have nothing instead of a uh, a forest jungle. We'll just have a concrete jungle. And then well, it's all I hope truly I never over. See that. I hope I'm dead and gone yeah. before that happens. But I do know that the ATVs seem to be taking up a lot of the woods. And Ladora, remember the last time we were up at my favorite place? I'm not going to say where. But um, it used to be rife with Bigfoot activity. I mean, it was even on um, big Finding Bigfoot. And it was, there was so many ATVs there that, you know, there was just nothing there anymore. The portals that, that we had once found and arches and, and things like that were completely gone. There was no trace of Sasquatch there. Um, and I do believe it was from that. And it's really sad to see that, you know? Yes. Too much uh, human touch, you know, yeah. human experiences going and destroying uh, these areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, we have about a, just a few minutes left. Oh my gosh, this hour went by so fast, you guys. So we're just going to, we're going to go around the table. So LaDora, final few words here. Um, I just hope that more people get interested in the paranormal, start coming to Squatch Chat. I think we need to do a pair of unity in New Orleans and Gettysburg and Ireland. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Not just Minnesota. <laughs> the pair of unity love so that yes. maybe we'll start coming together instead of feeling like it's a competition. I we could, it. there's so much more connection that we can do with each other i agree i agree uh mark and russ i guess i'd agree with that the minute you start attaching dollar bills to things it mm -hmm. becomes a different type of scenario i agree uh, and i always used the uh, the parallel of the old days when i used to gamble more and they used to have the sweet 16 i didn't watch any basketball in my life but when the Sweet 16, it came around and said, you want to chip in two bucks towards this uh, Sweet 16 lottery thing going on? See who wins? Pick your teams. Man, I was the biggest basketball player out there. I said, whoa, I was so excited about it. And then take the money away. It was nothing to me. And that's the yeah. problem. It, sinking those dollar bills into it doesn't do anybody any good. You know, yeah. just your heart, you go out in the woods, yeah. or you go someplace with your heart, and, and and a few close friends like we are, and, and you just enjoy it for what it is and try to find out what so. you can. I agree. And and it's yep. for the adventure, right? For me, it's all about the adventure. Hey, if it's not fun, I'm not going to do it, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and you two, let's just plug your what you're doing tomorrow night uh, here in Minnesota. So for anyone listening. The, uh, the Thayer Hotel in uh, Annandale. And we have two um, tours, ghost tours, at 6 and then at 8. And, <laughs> yeah. And there's still some openings, I heard. Yeah, come down and eat, eat a great dinner. and Beautiful dinner. And uh, the cool thing about the Thayer is sometimes the uh, guests on our tours get to experience things. Often. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Cool. But, but, I love uh, it. Yeah, the place doesn't disappoint. So. <laughs> yeah, cool. Jerry, you're last. Oh, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, if you're going to be doing anything like this, be a Nick Groth in this world. If you want to know what I mean, go to his Twitter. Look at his video that he put. Be a Nick Groth. Do, be yourself. Be real in what you do. Don't be like the other guys. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank you guys all for coming on tonight. This was so much fun. Um, listen, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, all of everyone in the chat room that has been really quiet tonight. I think we must have had a pretty interesting show. And um, thank you to all the troops who might be listening. And I know there are several of you. Be safe. And thank you for your service. Um, thanks, Para-X. Thanks to the most magnificent producer on planet Earth, which is Sarge. Thank you. <laughs> and I will see everyone next week right here for the Para 
next week is the para. <laughs> I just reached a blank. Well, it's our first Tuesday of the. <laughs> so join us for another all things supernatural. Everything goes. Come with your come with your subjects. Good night, everyone. Good night.